Okay, in the first five Mane minutes, not a dirty player. in the first five minutes, Mane came out like an NFL linebacker. Mane is he not shoulder. He tackled <laughs> Hector not. Bellerin like he was fucking oh, Ray well, Lewis. Maybe, maybe, here's an idea for Hector Bellerin. Then, maybe hold put on. some meat on yourself and no, 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 get ta- no. And then by a thirty pound African. Anyway. He did that, and then he forearm shimmied Kieran Tierney in the face, which, again, I don't like teams going down in a match like this four minutes in. All I'm asking is if it happened later, Damn, I thought, and I hear, I hear I thought Kieran Tierney was supposed to be a roadman hard guy. Okay, we're going to move on because – Sadio Mane. And, and, you know, I want to hear a neutral person because I saw Steve's poll put up, and I have a bad feeling he's going to go – I just want to hear what a neutral has to say. Was it questionable? I'm just asking nicely – on today's footy corner, the AC Derby goes to Liverpool as Arteta's men can't handle the first half gig and press. City are obliterated at home. Chelsea need to come back to draw bottom feeders West Brom. Mourinho runs after Eric Dyer, who goes to do his shit. And Penchester wins after the final whistle. Along with the typical comments, predictions, transfer corner, nonce of the week, fantasy corner, and gambling corner. Next. Yeah. And we are back on the footy corner. Areen, how's everything going? Things going good for what it can be. I mean, got my health back. <laughs> so we're good. You're done with, you had a lot of exams. You're done with those. Yeah. Uh, how I did on them is pending, but it is what it is. We move on. <laughs> okay. Um, happy FIFA upcoming day. Up, October 6th is when FIFA comes out. So I'm stoked about that. Wasn't a big FIFA 20 guy. I moved to Pez for a year. Um, but I'm back on the FIFA grind. So for the FIFA players out there, it's a big, big time of the year for us. Looks Huge. like you can ask Brian. Brian, shouldn't, Brian actually let us know at the footy yeah. corner two, uh, number two, how, uh, how it goes because you had a conversation so, with him. Yeah, about that. so I mean I'm sure a lot of people fucking play FIFA that listen to this. So it is what it is. So I'm, I'm excited for that. It's October officially. Today's October 1st, correct? It's well, true. It's about to be the second. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably during this recording. We, we tend to record over, yeah, late. Um, but, you know, we could, you, could take, you could thank Sammy Danger for that. We were watching the Jets game. But, no, no everything is going good. Um, I'm actually liking this weather. I know it's getting a little chilly, but it's always nice seeing the leaves, you know, change color. And, you know, a, a little cool breeze doesn't hurt anyone. So I'm kind of liking it. How about you? Oh, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the of the one hour it's cloudy and raining the next. It's good it's jogging sunny. weather it's though. Wild. Not bad for jogging or walking or because then you're not like sweating profusely. I know. Unfortunately, I couldn't take advantage of that today. Yeah, well, it rained for once. I'm busy yeah. too. That's wild. Speaking of which, yeah, that, you're gonna ask. I've, that's what that's what it's been for me. Uh, I've been trying to watch. So, you know, I've been a staying at been school. Cool. Pretty late uh, every like Tuesday night. I got back after ten, which is bananas to me. But but like, but but I've seen your setup at work. You have yeah. two games going on, or you can well, have two games the, going on. Yeah, I mean because the Cubs. So with baseball playoffs happening, when the Cubs and Sox played, I put two screens of baseball and only one screen. And if of there's work. a soccer game going on, you could probably put that on. Too. I do, but usually I'll have one screen of game and two screens of work because there's so much to do. But like for instance, when Arsenal Liverpool played, both. On Monday and today, yeah, I switched up, and also that was my Hammond office. Today I was in Westville, so Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday I only have two screens, so, so it's a little bananas. I get hit hard. I was in a class with no connection, so I didn't have my phone. Um, from the time period the Sox game started 
and Liverpool game because our teams played today in the yeah, League Cup. Right. To the end of the Sox game. I listened to the ninth inning in the radio, but the game was over by then. So. Mate, the, the baseball playoffs did not happen. Baseball's canceled. It didn't happen. Well, I mean, technically the Cubs are still in it. Right. But um, the way things are going, so like... And for you COVID just, Cardinals fans, it's 1-1. Fuck the Cardinals. I mean, no, but yeah, let's... No, hear, hear, hear me out. Listen, so like the people Brian listening... Is like the baseball team? Allison likes the Cardinals. Allison likes the Cardinals. But Brian supports who, like, our the Reds? supports. No, no, he, he supports... He, he wants us to be happy. So with the Sox losing... The Indians with Shanko's team yeah. losing two nothing. The Reds didn't even score a run in their two games. Ohio, so I got felt a bad for hell. Well, no, all of our teams lost and got knocked out, and they're, they're combined one and seven because the Cubs are down one zero. Yeah, one win only made. It was the first game, and it was the Sox. It was the Sox winning that first early game, and everyone else has lost. So baseball didn't. And Jeff Paris, the Blue Jays lost both games too. So yeah. no one's team. So. Playoffs did not happen this year. This <laughs> so, you know what's fucking wild? Out of my 25 years on this planet, that I've graced this amazing planet, this is the wildest time ever. Hockey literally just ended. So I'm going to say hockey finals were going on. Yeah. Fucking NBA finals are going on right now. Yeah. Shout out Jay Butt. Shout out Jay Butt. <laughs> who, wait, who? Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jay, Jay Butt. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I zoned out there. Um... Fucking college football apparently is happening now. Rondell Moore is back. Oh, I yeah. forgot. Yes, no, but there's Scott. some games going on. Uh, and Je- Jeff is a Wisconsin. Thing, yeah, right? but but during quarantine, I adopted a college football team. Oh well, we now I hope did. other. What yeah, do you mean? Yeah, You're we talking about the Raging Cajuns. The Raging Cajuns. Oh yeah, mate. They're ranked. <laughs> so uh, you all off yet? Yeah. So uh, some big dubs uh, that they've they've had. They recently won on a game-winning field goal. It was seen. Right. No, but. Um, I and the NFL's it. back, mate. The Bears are three and zero. Yeah, and you've unboycotted them. I, for, <laughs> okay, so for I know this is kind of going along, but no, I decided I decided to boycott the Bears because I had enough of Trubisky. You were saying, mate, come just, on, just, just, you're a Bears it's fan. It's your team, yeah, right. But I have to, I have to, I have to stand against this. And they bring in Big Dick Mate, Nick, and what happens? Do you think Matt Nagy Bi- is going to make the change because Arian at home Look, decided to boycott Nate, the Bears? You know what? I don't care what anyone says. You all have your little protest. I mean, <laughs> that comes off really bad. Everyone has their little protest this year. That was mine, all right? Okay. Let me have my well, those little... Those aren't little ones. Those are real ones, Mate. Well, Mate, this is a real one, too. Bro. Nick Foles? Is... Okay. Look what he did. Yeah. Okay. This is what I'm saying. If we had Nick Foles two years ago, we're Super Bowl champions. That's the difference, mate. We're plugged right. in, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Our, my life is different. <laughs> my life is dramatically different if Nick Foles was our quarterback two years ago. Okay. So was yours. You we're haven't seen the Super Bowl either, man. We're on. The, we're in this together. What's well, no? I look. I you just got want cucked. my team you got, to. You got cucked of a Super Bowl. How, what? By a couple months. Listen. I, yeah, I haven't seen one. So that's the only title I haven't seen, mate. Right. Okay. Let's go. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good How, time. Uh, yeah. It's I, a good I time. I kind of interrupted you there, yeah. No, just, well, I was just saying it's busy, but at least I've had my sports set up. So, like, I'll have a game and I'm listening to it while I'm doing things. So, like, work has been actually not bad, just tiring because I've actually gone in almost every day. But my computer got it back today. Everyone knows the Chronicles from last week. Oh, yeah. They said, oh, we'll look at it for education purposes in a few days. I called them on Tuesday. I'm like, all right, listen. Bro, it's you better clear your six history days. of that porn. No, mate, it's fine. It's been six <laughs> days. And you guys haven't even contacted me. I go, what is like? I told him I was like, I'm stressed at school. I can't get anything done. My co- this is rubbish. Yeah. 
And they finally, today, after I was like, I'm going to go march to the store at the end of the day, after the Sox game, and after I'm done working, and say, where's my fucking laptop? Well, they texted me, like, right before I was about to do it, and it's, the text said, your laptop's ready. I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. But it's, I haven't tested out yet. I literally got home eight, and here we are. That's wild. So, um, shall we get into the real stuff, then? Yeah, I mean. All right. T- yeah. Sports. Man, tomorrow I'm going to hit up a dispensary, and I'm going to get high as a kite tomorrow, I think. Really? Oh, there you go. I have two meetings early in the morning. That's so. wild. Yeah, I, I think I'm done tomorrow at like 1 o'clock. So I, I just need a nap. A I need a haircut and a nap. I'm out here looking like a fucking Chia pet, mate. You need to visit Maria. That's right. She's going to set it straight. I don't like when that hair goes over the ears, you know? I, yeah, I'm curious to know if other people watch the games at work, too. If oh, absolutely. If there's a way they do it. Guys... This upcoming week, show us your setup at work. Although I guess it's going to be international break, but well, some you'll people watch, watch it on their phones. Yeah, show us your work setup if you're watch or if it's at home working from home. Send your pictures to at the footy corner too. Yeah, and send your setups during the week of anything, any sport, nothing boring, just you know sports. All right, uh, let's get to the action. Right, uh, actually, these two teams have played twice now since then, but the one that really mattered, the Premier League match, the AZ Derby. Liverpool 3, Arsenal 1. Uh, Lacazette scoring early. Canceled out 147 seconds later by Mane. And then Liverpool added to it with Robertson and capped it off with Diego Yota, your boy. Um, you know, the game the game was interesting. I'm sure we have a lot to say. But you guys really hit, I want to bring this point up, uh, real well on the press. Liverpool, and, and this shouldn't be terribly surprising, have had the highest average sequence start. Meaning that your back line is the farthest up when you start a sequence out of any team in the Premier League at 58 meters from the goal. You're almost starting at the halfway line with your offsides line. Um, Last season, you guys were actually third at 48.5 meters. Only Man City and Spurs were higher up. Uh, I wanted to ask you, because I noticed it was very prevalent in the first half, the press. Have you noticed it a little... I mean, a little more enhanced this season than last year. I know it's early, and the stats are three games versus 38, but... Um, it reminds me of when he, um, early on last year, when we did it, when we really just went on that insane run. It's when the press was insane. Like, it was high intensity. I feel like we kind of lost that, in a sense, because I feel, I feel like every team's, in a sense, adopted it, if you will, because, I mean, it, yeah. that's what works. Um, but Liverpool, obviously, being the team that really does it at a higher high rate intensity higher than other teams i'll say i mean but they definitely picked it up this game but i i know you disagree with this but i just feel like whether it's the wrong people that started or or just preparing for this game i feel like arsenal could have prepared for that a lot but i mean they looked like the way they looked like against the press was how Leeds looked against us and I said that's because Leeds came from the championship. You know, it's a whole new league. We got you're not used to it. But then this this Arsenal team should be used to it. Like, you know? So, in my opinion, I think that's where Arteta maybe didn't, in my opinion, didn't prepare his team well for that press. Well, the, the, here's what I'll give you. I'll tell you, I'll give you this. I'll say that... Chelsea handled it better. I'll say this. We've played... They've played these two teams have played each other a lot in the past four or five months, so I think that kind of hurt because Mikel needs for Mikel Arteta he needs to come up with something a little different because Jurgen's gonna say okay we've played this team twice and they handled this in this way they handled that in this way 
we need to adjust. And I think that they adjusted by using a little different style of pressing. They picked, instead of saying we're going to press all out, they picked certain players that they were going to attack right away. And so I'll agree with you on the fact that Granite Shaka should not have started because he was getting pressed because they knew he doesn't have he doesn't handle it well. Rob Holding doesn't handle the press well. They didn't have an option there. I'll say that. But but the other thing I'll say is, you know, in the sense that, you know, I don't I think the big issue is the quality in the players because yeah, Liverpool's going to press. We know that. But you know, if you go to press a team like Liverpool, what happens? VVD hits a 60-yard ball right to Salah's feet, and, and you guys are off. Arsenal doesn't have that that guy that can do that right, you know, quick and, and steady. David Luiz is the closest you have to it, and, and we all know that you guys all laugh at David Luiz. So, in a sense, I agree that maybe a couple things Mikel Arteta could have done a little better, and I think he gave too much respect in the first half because the second half was a lot more back and forth. I guess, though, he, he kind of left it open. I think he was trying to shorten the game. So I'll agree with you a little bit, but I also think anyone against the way that Liverpool pressed this game, and I think it was one of the better games that I've seen from them in a bit, and I think this season they've been a little more invigorated, you know, than before. You know, that I, I think it's the quality of players was the main aspect. Yeah, so this this Liverpool lineup featured Wijnaldum in for Henderson and Keita in for Thiago. Now, I don't mind Wijnaldum in for Henderson as much as, um, look, I love Keita, but I think Thiago is way better than Nabi Keita. I think, I think Keita's probably one of our worst midfielders, probably him or Ox. I hate to say that about Ox, but it's kind of true at this point. Um, the, the, the way we play is so much better without Nabi. I hate, I, like, I, I hate to say it because he was hyped up so much. But uh, he just he just hasn't really gotten his feet off the ground. But um, but that goes to my point. Tiago with COVID. Did I mention that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, no, you didn't mention it, but we we talked about yeah, it. Yeah. So Tiago has COVID for two weeks. Right. That's great. Well, he doesn't have it for two weeks. Oh, I know. Point. It was just like you know, it was like a teaser. It was like we get we get a little taste of Tiago, and we're like, all right, here we fucking go. And then he gets COVID. But 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 see, that's my point. These players you mentioned. They're better than any midfielder that Arsenal started in this match. Mohamed Elneny started this match, mate. They need to get a midfielder. They need to bring one in, clear and simple. I agree. I, I Well, all in all, I think moving forward, um, my Liverpool analysis, my, my final points are, hey, give Diego Yoto a shot instead of Firmino. Give Firmino something to work for. Don't get me wrong. I understand there's a lot of things off the ball. But look, you're part of that front three and you're the middle guy. So there's no excuse for not being able to finish or score goals. I don't care what your 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 job title is not defender. You got to score goals. So Diego Yota did that in the short time he came on. So hey, play him up top instead of Firmino. So with the handball rule being a big deal in, in soccer these days, we disagree how was that. that not a handball? It didn't hit him in the arm. Mate, it hit him in the arm. I don't in think the it top did. of the it arm. Did not. It, See, we were. I was watching Sky. You were watching NBC Sports. Clearly, your announcers were on crack. No, I, my announcers. I don't listen to the announcers. Fuck well, the then announcers. That's your problem. Here's, I have pictures. I have yeah, pictures it, on my phone, mate. Bro, it did not touch him in the arm. Bro, it hit him All right. Yeah, right. you have to finish off a great volley. That's, that's his, his arm. chest. That's right here, bro. That's his arm, that's mate. R- look, look at me. I'm, I see you, but this is no one can see you and listen. That's hitting the right side of his right. That's back. hitting his arm. No. Well, again, 
I think great that, takedown by Diego Yota yeah, to use no. his body and, I, and, that's and great what, finish. That's why I got mad that he scored. A, I'm mad. Okay, you guys already won. Why Stop are you scoring mad that he goals. Scored? Because you guys were all like, all of Twitter was like, yeah, oh, we're Diego excited because he's a new Yota. guy. I know, and that's why I'm like, oh please, just not this game. Do it next game. I mean, but no one, no one was saying anything. Do bad it about next Arsenal. game. Everyone Do it was next just like, game. Oh, Diego Yota's arrived at Liverpool. Yeah, it's- I know. And then it's just like he handballs it and scores. All right, no, no. So I'll say. So either way, they were. Gonna, I mean, Liverpool's going to win. They had more chances. They deserve to win. Lacazette blew a chance. Still a little sloppy, though, on some... Well, from what I'm used to watching. Maybe... I know you were like, what are you complaining about? But I know this Liverpool team could play better. And, of course, Anderson Henderson's out. I understand Thiago's out. And that it's going to be a lot more fluid if and when they come back, hopefully, together. Um, but some, some things they control. But it's only it's only week three, and you can't really complain against uh, about a win against well, no, the top but They played better than they did in the, uh, coming back from lockdown. Clearly. They're better than that team that we saw in July or June. Yeah, or, I think because they feel like they're playing May. for something again. Well, of course. You know? So they were playing really well. They were clicking. But yeah, that's those are my takeaways. And, and for Arsenal, my takeaways is honestly, I understand the talent isn't there. And I feel like even with the players that were at Arteta's hands, in fact, Liverpool had a lot of missed opportunities and this wasn't the best. Like the fluidity wasn't as, as top notch for Liverpool. And I feel like Arsenal could have played a lot better. Yeah, I'm gonna and, and at the end of the day, I'm gonna put that on Ateta. That's all it is. Well, I'm I'll I'll say this. Uh, I thought Lacazette had a couple of chances you, he could have finished. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So after you guys scored two goals, and I, and I will say I thought the two goals could have been avoided, and I thought there were chances that you guys had earlier that somehow didn't get scored, and then like you know when a team has really good chances and doesn't score, and then the other two that are like. You shouldn't have given up that goal, and you give those up. Yeah, that was a bit frustrating, but uh, that's why I thought overall was a very good performance from from Liverpool. From Arsenal's standpoint, I'll say this: they shipped two goals right after they gave up one, and then I was like, "Okay, here come four more." I'll give them that credit that they didn't, you know, blow up, and they had a chance to tie the game really up until close to the end. I mean, as you know, did you sit there at any point at the end and think, "Man, this this if this ends up as a draw, this is going to be like how you know it could still happen." So I will give credit in the fact that this team actually had a chance to draw the game. But, yes, when you have a chance like Lacazette had, blew it. Um, you know, a lot of fans are upset at him. And uh, even though he scored the three goals, I mean, you saw the goal he scored was a little lucky. Yeah. Uh, you know, so people are looking at him. They're starting to talk about Eddie Nketiah starting over him now or, or selling him for those midfield players that they that they don't have maybe, but I also think you should you can. I mean, the Allison saves were, were were great. It's not like it was Lacazette that missed the whole goal. Oh, of course, but you still it's something you want right. your striker finishing. And I'll finish it with with this in saying Which that is why I wouldn't start Enketia just yet over Lacazette. Right. Oh yeah. No, I'm just saying what I'm hearing. I'm not saying I think that. I will end it with this in saying that I you know sitting back, I'm happy to see Arsenal fans were frustrated. For the first time in a while, they're not dead anymore. They're back. They're excited. But again, a lot of them realize you guys, you know, where a lot of teams want to be is where Liverpool is. You guys are, what, in year four, five now? Three, four, five? Club? Yeah. Five. Okay. This is year five. We're in month eight of Arteta, and we're hoping that, okay, we see some progress. We want to continue to see it the same way I think you guys saw with Klopp. So to even get near that would be nice. Well, if and, it works and to anything talk with about Klopp, you'll see one person in your starting eleven, and he'll be he'll be the only person in that lineup in a couple of years. What do you mean? Well, if you look at the the lineup Klopp brought in, 
that he oh, adopted right. compared to the team three and a half, four years later, it was, I think, James Molnar was, like, the only person. Yeah, and people need to bring and in. maybe the, Firmino. I mean. And people need to bring their players in. He's got to bring his players in. And, and you know, you got to be patient. Like, you guys had your moments of good moments, bad moments, and then yeah, it I, gets I, up there. I, so we'll see. Like, going off of that, though, it was really interesting. Uh, Liverpool Twitter, for once, it was two to one. And it wasn't, oh, God, let's hold on to this this lead. It was, I mean, the common trend on the Twitter was like, God, when are we going to kill this game? Let's kill this game. Like, people were pushing for a third goal rather than just holding back. And that that's that's something that I fucking, <laughs> I love and have been waiting for my whole life. And it's here. So I'm, I'm happy about that whole vibe. Going off of what you said with the fan reactions, that, that's, a, yeah. that's a change for sure. And, and what I'm what I'm used to. Yeah, Even last so, year was let's hold on and get the three. Now it's let's kill it. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, Liverpool are top runner, uh, favorite at the at winning the league again. And I think Arsenal being in fifth, having this game out of their way, is my silver lining. And I think that now, you know, I don't have great hopes for top four, but at least I like I have more hope than I did before the season started. So let's see what happens with those teams. Let's move to a team. That does have top four. Okay, everyone knows about this game. Not like aspirations. I mean, I mean, oh, P.S. Can I ask one more thing? Huh? If the thing with Mane happened later in the game, would that have been a red card? I think. I think your your fan base is making way too big of a deal of it. I, I I'm asking the question as a person to you, no. not my fan base. No. A forearm to the face. No. If it happened dude. later in the game, because let me be honest, I wouldn't want it called. Bro, at this minute is the four. Like, this is an all league. No. Okay. I it's just want you to remember game. that answer. It's a physical game. Okay. No, again, I don't want teams to be down what, a man. Why am I going to have to remember that game? That in the my, fourth minute. No, if it ever happens play, the other way. Liverpool never flop, falls to the ground. Okay. I. It I wasn't have, a flop. I most certainly think a lot of the time there are... I think there was one time he got... Uh, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about one moment in the game. Okay, in the first five Mane minutes, is not a dirty in player. the first five minutes, Mane came out like an NFL linebacker. Mane is he not shoulder. He tackled Hector Bellerin like he was fucking oh, Ray well, Lewis. Maybe, maybe, here's an idea for Hector Bellerin. Then, maybe you put on. some meat on yourself and no, 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 ta- no. And then uh, by a thirty pound African. Anyway, he did that, and then he forearm shimmied Kieran Tierney in the face. Which again, <laughs> I don't like teams going down in a match like this four minutes in. That, all I'm asking is if it happened later. Damn, I thought, and I hear, I hear, I thought Kieran Tierney was supposed to be a roadman hard guy. Okay, he's we're going to move on because you Sadio put, Mane. And, and, you know, I want to hear a neutral person because I saw Steve's poll put up and I have a bad feeling he's going to go. I just want to hear what a neutral has to say. Was it questionable? I'm just asking nicely. Was it a questionable Hey, USA, call? remember this? I'm going to say, hey, remember last week on last week's pod when you were like, you know what? I agree there are becoming too many touch touch fouls because we were talking about how there are so many fouls. I agree. And, and, touch yeah. fouls are one thing. Oh. Okay, all right, we're going to move on. We don't agree United. with that. I, I'm not saying it should have been right. I'm just asking you to consider the fact that it was a forearm hit to the face. Brighton 2, United 3. Mape and March scoring for Brighton. Ma- March was a late goal, but... Shout out the month of March. That's my birth year. But my birth month. Oh, I made a hash United getting a dunk on goal, Rashford, and then... Bruno scoring a penalty after the final whistle <laughs> had blown. I think that's the first time ever, huh? Yeah, but let's first talk about the incident that that led to that. Was that a penalty in your that's eyes? A wild. Neil Mape. So those that don't know, Neil Mape jumping, and uh, what was it? Was it a cross that hit his arm? Yeah. And so as he's jumping up, his arm comes up. Now think. Now, right now at home, don't do anything if you're in your car. Jump. 
And you tell me, can you do you leave your arms down or do you, Bro, you know, push some, up with your arms? Sometimes, sometimes you go like this and like it's like halfway, but it's not up. It's not up. I never, I don't jump like that's wild. That's like in a burpee. A, but in a desperate measure, think. Okay, now you're thinking like you're you're just you're just jumping at something. I never, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I never jump and put two. So you that's pretty nonce like. Well, yeah, but his arm wasn't that. Wasn't like uh, like he's on a roller coaster. Was like what you this. were doing. It was like this. Yeah. So would you have called that a penalty? Well, here's the thing. By the rules, we've said this multiple. That's that's a pen. It right. hit him in the arm, and that's a pen. Hand, arm, whatever it hit. I mean, you, know, you get my sense. I'll bring up another thing later. Unfortunately, on. it's a pen by the book. You got, right. You know. Uh, of the three calls that I want to discuss this week. I'll say that's the closest to one, but they need to change that rule because the guy had no time to react. It was literally a jump, and and his arm wasn't completely outside his body; it was by his face. Right. So I, I do feel bad for Neil Mappe, but um, he did score a pen earlier and then started crying. At obviously there was no audience. He started crying. Oh, he did the cry thing, yeah, the little face pout. Yeah, thing. and I think that was a dig at the United players that may have been um, or someone. I yeah. don't know, but. Yeah, and then he ended up crying at the end because because he lost. Because that team. was a pen. But, but yeah, I mean, look by the rules, that's a pen. Do I think like in my version of soccer, it should be a pen? No, because um, I mean, I mean, like you said, like a lot of these, and we'll, we'll bring it up later, right? <laughs> in the uh, West Ham Crystal Palace game, we'll bring yeah. it up. So, I think Everton. The like I said, it's it's kind of. Uh, Good thing, bad thing, because we know it's a pen for sure. Like, there's no debate on whether it's a pen or not. But then again, you're like, well, is it really fair? Like, it, it's clearly a rule that really just fucks defenders over. And at some at some point, you gotta you gotta come up with a rule that kind of helps these defenders out. Because I feel like a lot of the modern day rules are really benefiting the attackers, even from from VAR to because because you could you can even say that when you slow mo something, it looks worse than it actually is. You know what I mean? Right. So they're really... The defenders just keep getting cucked and cucked in the Premier League, in my opinion. And, and this rule, I do, I do think, needs to be changed. But it is kind of a breath of fresh air when we don't have to really debate on whether, by the book, it should have been called a foul or not. Yeah, and I think they're going to debate this and discuss it in October. There's a meeting I heard, <laughs> and I think that it's going to be talked about. We'll see. Uh you know, putting that aside, because we'll come back to it later, Brighton hit the post five times instead of Premier League <laughs> yeah. record. How bad do you feel for them? And, and like, do you consider that? I mean, they've had some good performances. I realize they, they're on three points. They have only one win and two losses. But, what, those two losses were to Chelsea and United. And you could argue that this match they could have drawn or even won. Yeah. Um, I d- definitely don't think they deserve to lose this game. So, I, that, that's where I do feel bad for them. And what's crazy is, who's their manager? Graham Potter, my boy. Graham Potter needs put some respect on that man's name. Oh wow, that was the save. Yeah, Bern Leno earlier today. They're show, we're on ESPN watching the on top Marco. 10. Yeah, wow. So put some respect on Graham Potter's name. When that when we were looking at the lineups, I was like, damn, look at this team. How is this a Premier League team? Wow, it's your it's your women's team. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is that my girl? So Arian is having a moment where he's watching the Sports Center top ten. Let's uh, oh, continue your talk. She used to play for City's uh, women's yes. team. Yes. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. What I was saying. <laughs> we might have to pause this podcast. No, no, no. But, um, no, no, That team has no business being in the Premier League, if you look at the names on it, in my opinion. I mean, we only know... I, I only know Neil Maupay. You don't, John Bash. And Louis Dunk. 
right? Yeah. That was the only two players I know. And you for, know John Bashmate. He's Persian. He's, he's an Iranian didn't start. He didn't start. You he came saying? in this game. He had an assist. He didn't start. He had an assist. He doesn't start for He them. came in and had an assist. I'm not debating you know, you're wrong. Okay, but you know him. Yes. But so I'm he's saying, on the team. Right. Okay, so you know a player on the team. But I'm saying when I was looking at the starting 11, I only recognized two players on that team. Okay. Now, usually that Don't you know team has, they have no, they have no business competing against Manchester United. And for them to come out and you can argue and say they played better than Manchester United, either you're, you, you blame Ole or you give Graham Potter the respect that man deserves. Well, yeah, so I, I will. And I think their board's done a good job. They brought in, we made fun of them, but this they brought in. This product that I've been putting in my hair, by the way, they, is not good for my scalp. All right. All right, go on. So they brought in Trossard and Mape last year, and we were like, who the fuck are these guys? And now we know who they are. Uh, Connolly has come up. Lamptey, Lalana uh, are other players they've brought in. So a lot of the recruiting the last couple years, I think, has been good. So I'll give them the credit there. Give the credit to Graham Potter. Yeah, I think Brighton has surprised us because we said it's time for them. It's clearly not the way they're playing. Now, let's before we move on to the next game, if, if you're United, are you worried? If you're Ole, like, are they... Are they really slacking early this year? No. They don't look too great. I'd be, what, what I'd, be interested in, I'd be interested in Manchester United's point of view. Are they, are, is this one of those games where you're just like, we got we got three points, fuck all of you, like that's all we wanted, just three points? Or do you kinda are you kinda worried that you're like, fuck, we couldn't we couldn't really handle Brighton at home with with all of our starters? I mean, I don't think any anyone's injured on that team, right? Maybe I, Yeah, I'd be a little worried. I'd be worried. Yeah, so I'd be a little worried, but May, but then again, at the same time, I think I had Brighton at the relegation zone at the beginning of the season. I, if I could redo it right now, I'd have them out because the chemistry that they got going for them is is great. And yeah, I don't know. Well, they're only impressed. I guess we'll find out more about United. But I mean, I mean that that for that to be called at the end of a game after the final whistle is is just stupid, in my opinion. I I, I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, so United has played Palace and Brighton. Looked eh. Well, three it's of, three points. Three of their next four games, mate. They got to get ready fast. Three of their next four are Tottenham, Chelsea, and Arsenal within the Premier League. So let's I've see what happens that there. A lot of the big teams and are, Everton after that. A lot of the big teams are uh, they have the big games early. So I've, I feel like in a month or two there's going to be a drought of good games. Am we'll, I right? We'll find out. No, if they stagger them, we'll see. I mean, I know Liverpool's schedule is fucking lambasted already look we're looking at united so i don't know how you guys is looking but yeah well we have we have uh city and two we have city away next and then united, united and then at yeah so uh we'll they really loaded the schedule up with the really good games it's wild yeah i think uh in the month of october or late september early october are three road games in a row are you guys next one after that is city on the road and then united on the road so mm. Uh, anyway, we'll see what happens. I, I think maybe it'll be staggered, but we'll check that out. Uh, let's go to a bit of a shock, another a different shock. I guess United won that. The other Manchester team, not as fortunate. Jeff Harris. Five to two. Five. Jamie Vardy with a hat trick. Tielemans added a penalty. Madison with a cracker of a goal. Uh, for City, Mahrez scored early. Ake scored late. I mean, that just it just didn't matter in the end because Leicester City... Killed them. They're the first Premier League team to score three goals from the penalty spot. They had three penalty goals. And to give you an idea of how rare this was for Pep Guardiola, this is the first time in 686 games that Pep Guardiola has managed. Never had he given up five goals. 
The first time that Manchester City in 438 games has given up five goals at the Etihad. And had Vardy not been subbed out, that probably would have been four goals for Vardy. With three pens. At Man City. With three pens, mind him. Mind him. You can't, but that one goal that he had was sensational. Oh, absolutely. The back heel. I mean, look, I run out of words. Look, I want to keep saying Vardy's age this, he relies on pace that, but he. You got to give the guy credit for what he's done over the years. I mean, so, some, sometimes I wonder what he could have been. For example, when you guys were going after him, what, like, you know, you guys wouldn't have a bombing, but you'd have Vardy. Right. And you would have had him earlier. Yeah. A year or two earlier. Yeah. That's I mean, kind of crazy to think. You don't know what could have been, because that guy, he's been so consistent, man. And that's the one thing you ask from strikers and it's not like he gets all. I mean, he's he's really good from the from the pen, which is uh, crucial nowadays, apparently. But I mean, we we seen we we seen his link up plays, little one twos, mm-hmm. can pass the ball in, in close tight areas, and and obviously he could he could finish in in fancy ways too. So um, I know we want to highlight City's defense in this game. Well, let, let's let's do that for let's talk about that, and then we'll come back to Leicester. I kind of want to organize the discussion. So with with Man City. Let's talk them first. The defense, right? You want to you want to mention their defense? Yeah. So, uh, are you nervous if you're Jeff Paris? Are you worried, or do you chalk this up to well, we really only had 13 healthy senior players because half the people have COVID, the other half of the people are injured. Who has COVID on that team? I don't. I mean, they've. I mean, they have. Literally, I, I heard this week Does somewhere. Does Laporte have COVID? He that, didn't play. That they have 13 healthy players. Oh, he was a sub. I, you know, and I read somewhere that that's that was their problem. So, are you worried, or you chalk it up to, eh? You know what? We're gonna drop a game maybe here or there, and and we had you know injuries and unhealthy players, and we had a bunch of children. Oh. So, what which one is it, or can it be both? Well, you can't say that because they still had Sterling, De Bruyne. Hmm. I mean, Mahrez is a starter on any other team. I mean, yeah. Either way, though, they, they I mean they were. They didn't but have defensively, everyone. defensively, yeah. I mean, Nathan Ake and and the. The boxing lad, Eric Garcia, is not. The, you know, I don't know. Those aren't your the guys you want to see start for your line. Um, so I, I can kind of see that. But then this isn't this kind of becoming a trend for City. I don't know if it's the way they train or, or what it is, but they have injury problems year after year after year. And after a certain point, maybe you should start questioning. All right, is it the way we're practicing or what? Because you can use that excuse one year, two years, but then if it starts to become a trend, maybe there's something more in depth that should be looked at that people don't know. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, so, well, essentially I'm saying, yeah. So you're, so my question is... I'm saying it's, it's okay, but two to five is not okay. So are City in trouble? I don't, I don't think they're in trouble if they want to... No, I don't think they're in trouble. No. Okay. All right, so... It was against Leicester, not like... Uh, some shit team. We'll see how they perform in the coming week. I mean, they're going to miss Aguero and Gabriel Jesus is now out. So this that's, lad that Jeff Paris mentioned. See, that's my question. Delum, De- well, who's the lad? Delph. 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 Um, yeah, he's going he's gonna to get to play. Here's maybe. my qu- Well, again, I saw their League Cup. They started some 18-year-old uh, academy guy up top wearing like number 80 or some shit. Right, because now they have to start. And it wasn't Dolop. Right. It because, was other lad. Well, because yeah. they're arresting him because he has to start this yeah. Premier League game. Well, who the hell? What, why is Gabby Jesus out? 
He got hurt. I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but he's hurt. Well, I mean, it, so unless you're going to play like Sterling at a false nine, uh, which is what I actually think they did against Leicester. Here's my question. So now you're going to have to bring in uh, Delop. Here, think. your city, right? You're, look you're at these people. You're Pep. Do you bring in a striker? Do you pull off the Barcelona and bring in a Martin Braithwaite? Well, they have four days. They can bring someone in. You if have they the money. To. A FIFA financial fair player said this this transfer window. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna try help. I'm gonna try helping hypothetically City out. If I'm City, you know I go to one of these teams that you know it's a dream to come to the Premier League, dream to come to Man City, and just get their best striker just for a little bit because you need it. Okay. I mean, I think Sterling's a naturalized winger. I don't know how he'd be as a false nine as we're talking about here. Well, I mean, what, what, what do you do in this situation? You uh, can't start. You can't start Dallop or whatever the fuck his name is. I mean, you might have to just see, just throw him in the fire and see what happens. But bro, but in all these competitions, well, then you have to hope that the idea of because let's face it, it wasn't their offense that was terrible. Their defending was terrible. Two, they still two, scored two for city standards. Is two goals good? I mean, they're playing a Leicester team that had a nice five. Okay, in the back. so then here's my question: Then do you bring in a defender? Honestly, Didn't they just who they just buy? Um, we'll bring up bring this lad they up, buy the a Diaz guy. Yeah, they, he's yeah. a defender. Yes. Okay. Benfica. Well, there you go. So they're trying to address it, but I guess we'll see because Garcia's probably on his the way. The more out. I look at this but game, yeah, it's unfortunate. So Leicester doing well. You talked a little bit about them. They're in first in the Premier League. They've scored, what, 12 Wait, goals? Wait, they passed Everton? Yeah. They're in first place. They have the most goals in the Premier League. They have 12 goals and conceded only four. You guys passed Everton. Um, so Leicester, my question, real brief, in a quick thing, are they back in the – like, are they back? Can they, can they give a push for the title or are they just top four contenders or none? <laughs> Pick one of those three. Just as of right top now, top four contenders are they? Are they up for a top four? Can they push for the title? I mean, they're in first. Can no. they push for the title? No, no. Titles. Can they fight for top four, or are they just they going to be f- pretenders like last year? They'll fight for top. They'll be very similar to last year. Okay, definitely not title. So let's talk about another team that is along those lines in third place right now. Everton, winning two one. Calvert Lewin and Richarlison, their goal scorers. Kuyate getting one for Palace. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is the first player to score in each of Everton's first three Premier League games since 2014-15. Right. Can you remember who that was? Since when? 2014-15 season. It's the last time Everton had a guy that scored in their first three Romelu Premier League Lukaku. Matches. Nope. And I don't know if you're going to get this one. He was a goof. Like, we made fun of him. What country? Uh, Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get this. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Steven Naismith was oh, the wow. last one. Was he even do. a striker? Uh, yeah, I thought that's why it was going to be a uh, funny thing because we, we used to make fun of his ass because he wow. looked goofy as hell. But, uh, man, yeah, Everton's doing big things. Uh, now, that's a team I think will finish above Leicester. Okay. So, will Everton finish top four? Right now, yeah. Really? You have them in the, Who do you have them supplanting? Because in your original top four... You had Liverpool City, United, and Chelsea. Who are they better than right now? Ah, this is going to be such a hot take, but because of their defense, I'll say they're they're going to surpass Chelsea. Okay. 
Well, that, I mean, look. No, that's fine. I just want to bring him, you know, bring him up. I don't want to judge the guy off of one or two games, but Tiago Silva seems like he's not very used to the pace of the game. He thought he had a lot more time on that ball than he really did, and he did the Gerrard slip. So we'll give a little more homage to Everton. They have a big game coming up against Liverpool in a few weeks, so we could talk about them then. Let's move to that game. West Brom 3, Chelsea 3. West Brom striking three times in the first half. Callum Robinson with a brace. Bartley with the other goal real quick. And then Chelsea slowly coming back with Mount Hudson-Odoi and Tammy Abraham. Chelsea, as you just mentioned, have given up more away Premier League goals than anyone since the start of last season. And that includes teams that got relegated, like Norwich City. Uh, I think Chelsea's given up 42 goals in that time. Norwich gave up 38. Watford was next there. Newcastle, I mean... It's not company you want to be in. I call this the Lukaku Derby, by the way. That's a, that's that's fair. Yeah, he played for both. My, my question to you, well, you just mentioned it. Thiago Silva had a rough go. It's his first game. Would you have named him captain if he can't even speak English that well? <laughs> I would not have named him captain, no. <laughs> like, um, what was that? that, that I'm sure he's a great captain, but you in his first Premier League game. See, I think that's where Frank Lampard... I don't know, man, like... I feel like there there probably was a, a player better deserving of the captaincy. If if you're giving it to someone that doesn't know English, give it to Conte. No, doesn't he know? He doesn't know English. If not more than Thiago Silva, right? Conte's been there, right? No. <laughs> I mean that you see what I'm saying, but like they're having goalie troubles, right? I mean, well, we don't they know. They we don't know what Ben. Mendy. We don't know Ben Ben Mendy's long lost brother. What he's made of. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing to bring up. Who started this game? Did you see Willie? Yeah, our boy is Keppa done Friend forever. Of the pod. I, yeah, I think he's been exiled. Keppa's done. Where's Keppa gonna go? I'm probably back <laughs> to Balbao or some shit. I don't know. He's not cut out for this. <laughs> Brian, I want to know um, at the he's footy not, corner too. Where would uh, where look, are you sending Keppa? This Chelsea team is so top heavy. They're so good up top. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know, man. It's just the center back plus the goalies. I, you know, honestly, their fullbacks, in my opinion, are really good. I think you get Dave, maybe Alonzo here and there, even uh, Reese James. Reese James is a hell of a player. I love Reese James. But I can't emphasize how important these center backs are, man. When you have teams in in modern day that have pace and can move, I don't know if you want Christian <laughs> Sin and. And how old is Silva now? You know how I check? feel about 36, I think. You know how I feel yeah. about Christensen. He stinks. A 36-year-old Silva. You know, I don't know how much this is going to help. Yeah. And, and most certainly not Willie Caballero. <laughs> he's in bed. Mate, Willie couldn't do anything mate, about those goals. And mate, I'm pretty sure he had a cu- This happened last year, if you remember. Yeah, they had to bring him on. They brought... The whole Kepa saga happened last year, too. So, this Ben Mendy's long-lost brother... <laughs> He needs to be do something, but still really organi- really concerned about the organization of that back line. Definitely gonna have to keep Conte. I know Declan Rice is still a very slim chance. I don't think it's gonna happen this summer because I think it's a mixture of West Ham really fucking needing him right now, and um, I, you know just I don't know. You know it, it's fucked right now for Chelsea in the back. Well, so Steve said, I want to share some interactions. We'll throw some of the comments in here. Someone do a mental health check on Brian. I think this was during the first half. Yeah. But he, he tagged Brian's account, that not his, his old one, not his burner account that he's on these days. Uh, Brian saying, here are Brian's analysis on this match. Uh, my thoughts on the Chelsea match. Silva made a mistake that led to a goal, but otherwise played well. 
Alonso was the worst player on the pitch. Can't wait for Chilwell to fi- feature every week. Oh, I forgot they have Chilwell now. Callum Hudson-Odoi made a huge impact when he came on. Amazing what playing an actual winger on the wing can do for your offense. Mount is way better in the middle. Sucks to only draw against West Brom, but coming back from 3-0 down was impressive. Hopefully we can carry that momentum into the next match. What are your thoughts on Brian's analysis? I, I agree with that. Um, again, I totally forgot they got Chilwell too, mm-hmm. so that's going to be good. But still, not a center back. Um, like I said, I mean... I, their attack is 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 good right now, and it's that's without Pulisic, and we haven't even seen Zayach. Right. And don't forget, bro, they got Marco Van Ginkel. Okay, Marco Van Ginkel, <laughs> the off, just the off lone lad. I'm just joking, but for, who's for real, played one game in real, seven they're, years? Their their striking options are only going to be improved, but again, it's just that center back and and. Uh, maybe Eduardo Mendy is worth it, but we'll, we'll see. At the end, what do you think? Real quick, I, yeah. What are your thoughts on? Oh, I'll tell you what I think in a second. What are your thoughts on throwing Warner on the wing and Ab- Abraham in the middle? Look, I think how these guys are all young, and I think the more you get them to practice to to play different posi- positions in the system, you can get them to do it. I think all these players are definitely versatile. I think Warner could do it. Warner could play anywhere up top. He did it for for Leipzig. I did my extensive research when I thought he was going to be in <laughs> Liverpool. But, um, yeah, I think all of their players can play everywhere. I mean, obviously you're going to have Abraham that could play striker. but Yeah, my thought is if Lampard doesn't get in the way, I think this team, when you when you look between Chelsea and United, this team's a little more solid. I think he needs to t- take Christensen out of the damn lineup. Well, here's the thing. Get him out of here. For who? He stinks. For who? You know, they're, they're about to give Rudiger to Spurs or someone or Do give him away. He's better than... Christensen. How about Tamori? Literally, my Why left Tamori testicle is better than Tamori? Christensen. Tamori? Yeah, he's better than that's Christensen. So, d- I should have turned today that that's better than right Christensen. Right now, with how every team's doing, I know we're only three games in. Based off what you've seen, the sample size, you're at Costco, you just had a good sample. You can't since COVID. They don't give samples? No, anymore? mate. No samples anyway. I haven't been to Costco since COVID. I know. You've been getting them orders from Whole Foods. Damn right. Um, by the way, I need your Costco card for something later. Um, Why don't we just go? Yeah, I need to. Yeah, okay. Um, but I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But do you think that this Chelsea team gets top four? Or do um, you think that center back pairing, maybe even goalie, because we don't I know think, Eduardo Mendy. I think they're still in good shape to do it. Let's let's wait and see. But do you I like mean, that top four right now? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still, it's over early. Everton. Yeah, it's early for me to knock oh, them out. Okay. It's early. No, I like Everton over Manchester United right now. It's early for me to knock teams out. I think Arsenal still is. Wow. I think teams all have shots. It's early. Let's see how it plays out. Um, but, yeah, I think that's enough talk. We've, we've uh, a lot of Chelsea talk, but I will say this. They became the first Premier League side to avoid defeat after trailing by three plus at half. That was an impressive comeback. Um, do you know who else, who, who last one was in February of 2011? 2011? That was the last time it happened that someone came Arsenal. back. Arsenal. It was not. Newcastle, that Arsenal-Newcastle no. game? No. It was uh, against West Brom. It was West Ham against West, West Brom. So West Brom just just blows leads all left yeah. and right. But um, let's let's go ahead. Good to result another, for West Brom. Let's go to another result of a team that had high aspirations. That again had a struggle in a draw. Tottenham won. Newcastle won. Lucas scoring for Tottenham. But then Callum Wilson on a very questionable penalty in the ninety plus seven minute equalizing. Uh, was that a was that a penalty on uh, Eric Dyer? Spurs just got robbed. Um, I I don't think it was a pen. Um, by the rules, it is a pen. 
like we've been saying, but it's one of those things that undeservingly Newcastle got the point because of that late, late call. But the no call should have evened it out. I don't know why they didn't look at it. This should have been 2-1 Spurs. So actually, here's the catch on this one, right, for this one. And the rules, I, I actually found this out, that the rules said if a player cannot see the ball, they can't be called for a handball. Boy, but the second one, he could have seen it. No, no, the second one, yes. I'm talking about the Eric Dyer one. His back was to the guy. Oh. He couldn't see. So, and, and this is me as an Arsenal fan saying, yes, Tottenham got absolutely, absolutely robbed. I mean, that yeah. was highway robbery. They Here's the catch, though, about them. They had so many chances to win this game, and they didn't, and, they, and it shouldn't have come to Newcastle getting a call late because Tottenham should have scored at least three. You know, and, and to not finish, and I think this has been a problem for them this year. They don't finish their chances, which is really weird because you, you saw in that one highlight, Harry Kane was a, li- a little slow. You know, I'm hoping that, you know, I'm hoping it is an issue, but for them, they're hoping it's not. Um, Newcastle, on the other end, I've been very disappointed in. Uh, they That goal that Wilson scored was the first time since match week one, we're in match week three, that Newcastle had a shot on goal. Newcastle has scored on all three shots this season. They have a 100% shooting percentage, but they've only had three shots. So um, I guess we'll start with Tottenham. My quick question to you is, uh, is it already starting their downfall that we predicted midseason, or will Mourinho figure stuff out? Because they've had a congested schedule. So with Bell coming back, I think, look, when I, immediately when I look at this team, the midfield is, is the weak. Um, Hoiberg, Winks, and Lo salt whatever fucking that that's that's their midfield when you have bell coming back i think they should play him where they played him before play him at the attacking mid see what he could do there i know that's wild to say but you know what i also noticed deli ali isn't even a substitute yeah or in the starting 11 i'll talk about him in the transfer quote-unquote missing players list talk about him in the transfer corner i have some itk on deli ali and musa sissoko was out so they whether look, I think he needs to make amends with Dali Ali or whatever the hell it is because they need him now, and they they need to put these guys in the midfield because even makeshift midfielders at this point would be better than anyone there. Like you you know how I feel about Harry Winks, complete ass. Pierre Emerick Hoiberg overrated. Pierre Emil, yeah. And the Los slow you've mentioned it several times. I mean, for, forget the line. For, I mean, the, yeah, we look at the team sheet. Forget if that this shit. is their team, forget the rest of the shit. season they're done. No way right. they're finishing top six. For, but but you know, putting that aside, their they're performances done. have been weak. They've been weak and since last season. I think the bro. only positive I saw uh, they, they didn't finish anything this game. Son is injured now. He got hurt and the, he got pulled at half because he's he got oh, a he hamstring got problem now. So the only positive I'll say for them is that uh, Reguilon, he played, he's fast. He like he's a defender, ran though. He yeah, he like recovered and made one play that was unbelievable. But uh man, coming for Los I'm a little worried for them. I'm a little it might have been a cup match actually, but I'm I'm kind of worried for them uh going forward, man. We'll, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, it was in a cup game. And it then yeah, it was cup. And Newcastle, I mean, man, after looking good the first week, they stink. So But <laughs> they stink. Also, shout out Joe Clinton uh, featured in this game. Joe Clinton. Can we mention that at least? I know we're on a bit of a time crunch here. Can we talk about how Joe Clinton 
always scores in cup matches, but in the Premier League, he has one goal in Joe like 80,000 appearances. Joe is a League Cup merchant. <laughs> he is. And I'm here for it. He scores again. He should. He belongs in the championship or actually even lower because he scores against League One sides. Hey, all I'm saying is I'm not complaining because I want to see him more often. I want to see Joe Clinton score in the <laughs> What will it take for Joe Clinton to be back? <laughs> a goal, god damn just it. Just one? Are we just looking for one goal now? Have our standards dipped that far for Joe Clinton? I guess so. <laughs> hey, but I'm looking at the missing players for Newcastle, and it sure as hell ain't short. Right, yeah. They, they've been having yeah some issues there, too. So, so, you know what? I think if you were to ask my boy Bruce Steve if uh, he'd be happy with a point at Tottenham, he'd be happy with this result. Speaking of Bruce Steve, did you know that after the game, he actually said that that handball should not have been called? He, agree- he said that, that the game is being ruined. And, and, you know, I'm thinking to myself, obviously I wouldn't want him to do that, but if he really felt that bad about it for them, why didn't he just have Wilson miss the penalty on purpose? Or, like, let Tottenham just score? You know, like, what if you really thought ah, that wasn't a call? At the end of the day... Yeah, I, I mean, I understand you have to do what you have to do, but Bruce, I mean, Bruce Steve I think he's out. more so saying those are the rules, yep. and I'm going to win by by going off the rules, but I don't think those should be the rules. Oh, I, yeah, but Is it's Martin just funny Ridley that he said still that. still on Barcelona? So, I, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, but finishing out the scores, and I know some of these were shocks. You can will mention, you know, whatever uh, was surprising. We have Burnley zero, Southampton one, Ings with the goal there, Sheffield nil, Leeds one, Bamford with the late winner there, West Ham four, Wolves nil, Gerard Bowen is coming on strong with a brace. Raul an own goal, so a lot of us got one point in the uh, predictions this week for picking him. I still gave the point for the own goal, and Seb Aller with a late goal there. Fulham nil. Aston Villa 3, Grealish, Hurahan, and Mings there with the goals. Uh, any of these matches you want to just I make guess a point I just want to ask you what your opinion on that West Ham 4 Wolves game. I, what, what, your, what your thought process is. So, so this game, let's make it clear. It happened during NFL Sunday. So the chance of me watching a game like that you say, during... You mean that during the Bears game? Yes, exactly. Because if it was during other... If the Bears played at 3, I probably would have watched that game. But the Bears are balls deep in a comeback against Atlanta, and so I, I was not very interested in West Ham and Wolves. And then I checked the score, and I had a double take because I thought I misread the teams. Yeah, I mean, are Wolves, are Wolves bad again? Like what? Because they've lost a couple games now against City. They they look terrible in the first half. They look better in the second, but then City got demolished, and 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 West Ham. Who, yes, I think looked good against Arsenal in one half. Are they good? I, I don't even know what's going on, mate. Uh, Are you? you know, I, I'm more worried for Wolves than I, I think West Ham is good. You know, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea because this is a, the usual team for, for Wolves, too. Right. So maybe it's just one of those freak fucking games. That's what I'm going to toss it up to and just say good on West Ham again. You know... Maybe we should give uh, credit to Moisey. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll throw a shock one here, too. Leeds only scored one goal. Yeah. But, 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 but the, yeah. the defense I shit on yeah. got a clean sheet against against a Sheffield team that I, I'm not very worried about but, anymore. But, as yeah, an I fan. agree. Look, I think a clean sheet looks good. But, I mean, if there is a team where it doesn't look amazing, probably Sheffield. Because since, since Project Restart, as we like to call it, right. Um, uh, their 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 offense has definitely not been good. Another team that stinks, Fulham. 
but on that note, yeah, I'll give I mean, credit to Aston usual. Villa. Yeah, six oh, out yeah. of six. They only won one of their first seven last year, so they're trying to be better. Well, they've stay they've safe a little ma- early. <laughs> maximum points already, yeah. man. Yeah. So, uh, all right, cool stuff there. Uh, let us know if you guys have and anything. And they're doing good domestically too. They won their league cup game. Yeah, let us know, guys, at the footy corner too. Uh, tell us what's happening, what's on your mind. With that said, let's go to the scores from this past week. Uh, leading the way in a tie were Steve and Brian with 15 points each. Uh, then I had 14. Then Nikhil had 13. Arin with 12. And Jeff with the caboose-like 11. Um, so that brings the totals. The leader is still Arin, even though he had a little bit of a rough week, at 16.67. Tied for second are myself and Brian at 15.67, so just one one behind, which isn't a lot in the averages early in the season. Steve is right there at fourth with 15.33. Nikhil in fifth, 14.5. And uh, Jeff, I don't know what's going on here, mate, but you've got uh, 12.33. You're way behind. Um, any idea on why Jeff is struggling, Arine? Um Look, I like the ganja too, Steve, but maybe not do it right before you pick. I Jeff, don't know. Jeff, right? Yeah, that's what I said, Jeff, said right? Steve. Oh, I meant, I meant Jeff, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, well, another thing I want to note is that <laughs> Jeff makes picks and then he tags Steve. I think, I think he makes it biased. And I, Steve says, not sure why Jeff tags me in his picks. And <laughs> Jeff said, your, your picks are shit. Steve says the caboose. So... Yeah, Jeff, prove him wrong. You're the caboose. Look, mate. Jeff, my advice to you is put your bias aside. Go with what you actually think is going to happen. All right. With that said, let's go to this week's picks. Week four it's predictions. It's only week three, so if you're the caboose now, you can get yourself easily out of the hole. Yeah. Didn't Brian get out of it the last on the last week? Yeah, I think I think Steve became the caboose. Yeah. So let's see what happens here. This week, week four predictions. I think this is the most unpredictable week. We're going into an international break. I don't know what's going to happen. As far Some as of these matches though, are crazy. As far as results, though, this past week was pretty wild. Yeah, and I think this one's going to be wild as well. Are you ready? All right. Yeah. All right, Chelsea hosting Palace. I got Chelsea 2, Palace 1, and if you pick a guy enough, he's eventually going to score. Timo Werner. He's got to get his first Premier League goal. Um, I like Chelsea 3, Palace 1, and I will go... Um, I don't even know if Tammy Abraham starts, does he? He did last week. If Abraham starts Abraham, if not... No, no, no. Don't do this shit anymore. What? No. Oh, Pick really? a guy. Pick a guy. That's it. No, I let you do it last week. None of this is nonsense. Timo Warner. Okay. I just didn't want to pick the same guy as you. That's bogus. That's fine. Everton and Brighton at the Goodison. You're going to be shocked with what I say here. I got Everton 2, Brighton 2. Dominic Calvert-Lewin will score again. Oh, wow. But, um, yeah. I'll have Everton 3, Brighton nil. Okay. Uh, clean sheet, and I wish I knew who took the pens for them. I think they'll draw a pen. Um, well, Richarlison took one last game, but that was his first pen for them. So I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know if they'll go with Calvert-Lewin, but I'll go with Richarlison, actually, this time. I went Calvert-Lewin last week and okay. Richarlison this week. Leeds hosting Man City in, I think, what should be an interesting game. Uh, it's at Elan Road. <laughs> I got Leeds 2, City 2. Bamford. Um, I'll go Leeds nil, City two, and I'll say, man, I don't even know who's gonna score for them. Who takes their pens? That's the thing. Who's even playing for them is the real question. Well, I mean they're gonna go KDB or Sterling. 
Okay. Um, I'll go Sterling. Maybe Sterling gets on the board. All right. Uh, uh, weird question, though. Um, technically, does Harrison still... Is he still loaned out from City? So can he play yeah, in this game? He cannot play. So, yeah, that's tough. All right. So Newcastle hosts Burnley. I, I was high on Newcastle when the season started. They have three shots on goal. So I got New, Newcastle one, Burnley two. But I don't know anyone on Burnley that can score reliably. So I'm picking Callum Wilson to score Newcastle's only goal. Um, I'll go 1-1 one, one, Callum Wilson. All right. Uh, Leicester hosting West Ham. Uh, both a couple teams with some impressive victories last week. I'm taking Leicester 3-0, Jamie Vardy. Wow. You're just dismissing West Ham's performance from last yeah. week? That's bogus as hell. Yeah, it is. I'll go Leicester 2, West Ham 1. Okay. I think they'll, they'll you still have them losing. I actually, I'll change it up. Leicester what? 2, West Ham 0. No. I like Leicester's defense. <laughs> And you can't stop Jamie Ward. Okay. So, Southampton hosting West Bromwich Albion. I got Southampton this 1. This is such a garbage game, by the way. <laughs> so shit. Well, I think that this is at the I same... I don't know who I'm going to pick in this game. I think this game will be... So, for the first time this week, um, the Premier League is showing a couple games at the same time. They haven't okay. done that at all this season. But um, this game will be on at 6 a.m. So along I don't, with the Leicester West Ham. Along with Leicester West Ham. So, okay. I think we're going to be watching the I'll other game. I'll kick this one off with the prediction. Okay. I'll say Southampton 2, West Brom 1, and I'll go Danny Ings. I got Southampton 1, West Brom 0, Danny Ings. Don't be surprised if West Brom so. pulls this one off, though. It's, yeah, it's possible. They have this a good is counter. one that I think they, they have a good have counter, but they, they, yeah. Wolves, Wolves Fulham. I got Wolves 3, Fulham 1. I think Wolves will recover, and I've got Raul. Oh, you just skipped Arsenal's game, eh? No, I mean, it's next. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got Wolves 3, Fulham 0, and... Yeah, you got to go with Raul. So, Arsenal hosting Sheffield. Again. Raul Hattrick. Oh. You're calling Raul Hattrick? Raul Hattrick. So, what happens if Raul gets a Hattrick? I'll take a shot. I'll take a shot of Malort or whatever. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. We'll air it for the people on a Raul Hattrick. Arsenal hosting Sheffield. This is one I think the defense can get a clean sheet. So, I got Arsenal 2, Sheffield 0. And I think Aubameyang will finally score. I'll go Arsenal 2, Sheffield 0. I'll change it up. I'll go Lacazette. If he go. doesn't play Pepe. No. Come on. He, he will play. He will All play. All right. If he plays Lacazette. If he gets transferred, I'll give you Pepe. Okay. Okay. I don't think he will. So, uh, Man United like Tottenham. Big game, right? Uh, it's the 10-30. This is a tough one. I'm interested to see what... Because you're, you're very down on both of these teams. So, I've got United 1 and Tottenham 1. Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this ends in a draw at all, Trevor. I should have uh, just said 0-0 zero, zero to just piss people off. I'm going to go United. It's going to be 2 or 3. I think United 3, Tottenham 1. Um, and I'll give a goal to Marcus Rashford. Oh, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Bruno Fernandes because of a pen. Oh, yeah. They always get pens. And then you guys are playing at Villa during NFL Sunday football. I will be watching the Liverpool game. Because you're boycotting the Bears again. Well, no, because I'm more of a soccer fan than... Uh, so, okay, so Aston Villa, Liverpool, I got Villa 0, Liverpool 3, uh, Sadio Mane. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we slip up this game. I'm going to go Villa 1, Liverpool 3, and I'll give Salah the goal, because depends. Okay. Tiago that's it. with COVID, RIP. And after this, there are no Sad. games till October 17th, which is a Dude, solid here's day. my question to you. Do you. Shout out October 17th. Yeah. It's your birthday month, by the way. You didn't mention... You didn't... I said October 1st. I was expecting you to go and say it's my birthday month. I was expecting you to say pumpkin spice everything. Yeah, I'm a big pumpkin guy. You didn't mention any of that. 
I'm more What's excited about on, the pumpkin Lenny? than my birthday. What's I'm just on, getting mate? old. So, well, uh, the excitement will come when it gets mate, closer. Mate, the leaves are changing colors. This is your time. It is. Not, it's my time to shine. Off. It's my time to shine. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, oh, g- note to the listeners. Um, so next week we'll have a normal episode to go over this week's games. And then the panel will be back for the next episode after that because it'll be international break. It'll be a good time to catch up and talk about what's been happening in the Premier League. Here's uh, my question for you. With all this shit going on with COVID, do you think we should even have international games right now? Or do, or do you think everyone should just stay in their respective countries? Because things right now, knocking on wood, you can't see... But it seems like things are going well. I know we have a couple COVID tests here, or positive COVID, but it's not terrible. I don't know. My <sighs> biggest fear is this whole travel. I think that's how Tiago maybe have gotten it. This whole traveling from country to country. Yeah. but You know? Staying if, in the hotels. The problem is they got to get these games in for, like, Euros and World I Cup understand that, and, but is it worth it? Do mm. you think so? Um, Whether depends. you think COVID's a big thing or not, fact it, the matter, if you test positive, you can't play. It, it depends how how well they stick to the protocols. Now, if the players that Foden, exactly. So it's really on the players. And so you and think it, you think international break should still happen? I I don't love it, but I understand the need for it, and I understand trying to put the responsibility on the players. I mean, it's just take care of it, figure it out. I don't know. Uh, so let's go to comments. Um, in terms of comments this week, uh, <laughs> Brian actually, so Brian talked about uh, the statement you made. Um, he liked what you said about whoever gets, uh, whoever draws the pen should take it. Yeah, I, I have no idea why that rule isn't implemented mm-hmm. more. Maybe they're worried about people faking injuries or something. Right. But my, so, and then I know we're going to mention this next. So I, 100% agree. Would you agree with that too? Yeah. And then. Which the we ne- talked about last and show. We Jeff, agreed. Jeff commented, um, well then what if that guy dies? Right. And we talked about that in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. What did we say? We could, they could choose the penalty team. Uh, no, I didn't say this. Okay. What do you say? The person that passed him the ball should get it. Okay. Or the last player it touched on your team. I, I think at that... Ha <laughs> I don't... Or I mean, maybe closest person to the ball on your team. No, I like past... Well, see, then again, what if who's deflected and then they don't know. I, I say just whoever... They can pick then. They can pick. Nah, that's bogus. Because what if the player wasn't even affiliated with the play? Then you're just taking the whole idea. Yeah, well, that, that is what it is. Then don't injure the guy. Shout out Israel Adesanya. Okay. So, um, fair enough. Then uh, Brian also sent the picture of Roman Abramovich partying. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this one making the rounds. We It was retweeted by our, our look intern. Like he's having a great time. Does it he? doesn't. He looks kind of... He looks like he's sweating from the... Um, also. The elbow, the inner elbow. Looks like a bottle of water in his hand. And he's there. got, like, sweat going that right on his That girl on his right doesn't look very happy, and it looks like it's her birthday. Yeah, she's struggling. Birthday. Yeah. So look at the picture. Uh... Bananas. You know what this scene looks like? When they turn on the lights at a club at 5 a.m. and everyone's like, wait, what? That's probably what Roman, <laughs> I mean, that's probably what, what was going on, let's be honest, you know. And um, So uh, next I want to mention Steve. He, he actually brought up something that we, we talked about. Uh, the men in blazers showing the clip of Mopay scoring the penalty, doing the cry thing, Mopay has no chill. Steve Maupay because the Prem needed a heel. 
So do you think the Prem has their first heel since Diego Costa? Is he getting up to Diego Costa levels? The shithousery levels maximum in this one, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think he's getting to Diego Costa levels? Oof. I don't know, man. During during the game, there. I don't think he's with Costa, but he's a little bit below him. Yeah. Okay. You know who I think he's on? I think he's on par with Troy Deeney. Yeah. I yeah. I'd talk about Deeney status. So with Deeney sure. getting relegated, we needed a new. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I'd, I'd peg him as a little bit of a better player than Deeney. Yeah. No, I meant in terms of his shithouser. Shithouser. Yeah. So Brian said, "Good call by Ashton on the whole England captain thing. Foden is good and will surely play for the national team, but he's not captain material. He thinks Rashford should be the next captain. Very outspoken off the field." And could be that guy for the next generation England squad. How do you feel about... I know we all agree about the Foden comment. How do you feel about the Rashford shout? Um, I could see Rashford because he seemed like a pretty mentally strong kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd say he's probably front runner. I, I, I'm not even trying to be biased when I say this. I think Trent too. But I, I think both of them are um, g- great players and, and, and people too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I uh it'll be interesting. I I think that Southgate has time to figure out whose captain is going to be. Yeah. Let him play a couple games. I agree. Let's see who doesn't party. Let's see who doesn't break protocol. But I I agree that Rashford's he is good off the pitch. You want to know why I like when a defender's a ca- like a a back maybe a defender's a captain or a mid more than a striker. Mhm. I feel like when you give a striker the captain's especially for a country like England, there is just so much pressure on them to score, like yeah. more than usual, because he is the captain. Well, and I also think the midfielder can see the field better. I just feel like midfielders can see everything and more. just kind of adjust the shape and right. Yeah, and, and, and everyone. And I think a midfielder you can even you can argue hear their voice. The center back too. Center yeah. back kind of sees the whole thing. Well, of course. Oh, they can see it better. But yeah. I, I like the midfielder can talk to both. Both ends, I yeah. think. And I think a center back that's loud enough can, can do it as well, especially in today's circumstances with no crowd. Shout out Virgil. So there you go. Uh, Brian mentioned from his burner account, re-Twitter account switch, <laughs> I follow comedians and sports people on my main account, which I enjoy most of the time, and I agree with their politics, but all the political stuff they share, while I agree with it, is just depressing. I don't want to unfollow or mute because I will go back to it after the election dies down. So for the next few months, it's this account only follow sports-related accounts, so it's at BDM Footy Replays for anyone that wants to tweet at Brian. Uh, so I just wanted to clarify that one. Uh, moving on to... Oh, and he also had one more thing. Olive appreciated the shout-out, by the way. Shout-out Olive again. She wants man. to see you guys again soon and lick your faces. So uh, another shout-out to Olive. Um, Steve had a couple things. One, he was he was feeling it. He said, uh, good thing City signed Ake to solve their defensive issues. Yeah. <laughs> Giving up five goals. Hey, Jeff. me and Steve were saying, me, bro. Me and Steve were saying this. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I, I you know, I was texting with Steve when the game was happening. As much as you think we're biased, man, and I just, we're not. Well, I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying I was texting Steve during the game, and I said, "Well, at least Ake scored for them." <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you go. Jeff, defend your boy. I want to hear Jeff. How are you for gonna sure. defend that five goals? No, bro. that's what I'm saying. I want to hear what Jeff has to say about this. I, I think he's got something. Surely he's listening to this point of the podcast. Jeff, explain your boy. What happened? All right. All right. That's it. Uh, last thing. Uh, uh, Steve, will Granite Shaka complain about a Liverpool player flopping for some weird reason? Two people voted. Duh. And zero <laughs> people voted yes. I. What was this in regards to? 
What was he flopping? What was he complaining about flops? Liverpool player flopping. When did um, he? I, I don't know. I just I just feel like, I, based on a lot of the comments that were made in the game, it was Liverpool acting like it's Street Fighter out there, and and uh, I guess Liverpool players were quote unquote flopping. So, it's I the I, narrative that Twitter was drawing for us. I didn't think. I laid off there was of those flopping. comments. I laid off of the comments. I just defend Mane because I genuinely think he has no intentions to elbow or form. Okay, well, again, I wasn't complaining about flopping. I don't. I didn't think anyone was. I just I had my takes and I just asked a question. So anyway, um, but but about this one, um, I I don't know. Uh, Steve, let us know what you think about uh, Granite Shaka complaining. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want a little elaboration. I was also, a little confused. Uh, I want to mention... Um, I was confused. I watched the post-game interview with Arteta. I feel like he was very... I saw a tweet about it. Very graceful in defeat. And I admire that. And people, Which is why I love Conor McGregor, first of all. Okay. So I think Arteta was uh, very graceful in defeat. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's a good... That's he a, recognizes people, the process. Well, people like him because he speaks honest and he speaks well. Look, that Unai is... Some, Emery did not... Because he couldn't speak English. Very, look, he's very calm, and he understands the process. And you know what I'll say? What manager doesn't? Frank Lampard. Oh, yeah. Oh, he gets into player, fights with people. You know. So we'll see that, if that ends up hurting Chelsea. I would say uh, Arteta's a little more classy, and I think at this stage, I think maybe those t- that time under Pep made, made him really realize the process, and I think he studied certain managers and understands what he has to do and what he's in for. Yeah. No, I agree. So um, a little more than a little more than Frank, maybe. Fat, I don't know. Fat Frank, as we call him last episode. I like Frank still, though. Don't get me wrong. Uh, before we move to transfer corner, I do want to say uh, the the scene with Eric Dyer in the cup match, running Bananas. to the locker room, uh, Mourinho running after him. There are so many memes and and things that are brought up on on Twitter about it. Um, Gary, Gary Lineker, is, I mean, I know you're aware. Yeah. I don't know if others are aware that Gary, Gary Lineker shit himself <laughs> during a World Cup match. Yeah, World Cup game, yeah. And um, he tweeted, strange scenes as Eric Dyer runs off the pitch to the dressing room, followed hastily by Mourinho. Then Dyer runs back out to rest, resume playing. Presumably he needed the loo. Players don't, just don't shit on the pitch anymore. What's wrong with them? So I missed this. Did he run to the bathroom during the game? Or yes. was it at halftime and it just let it No, just went into it was in the middle of the game, like 70th minute. Did he tell Mourinho, like, I'm, I'm, I gotta take a shit? No, that's why Mourinho chased after him to see where he was going. <laughs> Damn. Let me see if I can find that. Let's see if our intern can tweet that clip, but it is... Um, I've never been in a situation where I'm exercising... Oh, actually, I have. I was off jogging one time, and I really had to take a shit. And I right. took a shit in the park toilet. Right, okay. One of the so. grimiest places I've taken a shit, by the way. Yeah. But I did it. <laughs> there are some really funny uh, memes of it. Um, but, yeah, it's... <laughs> It was in the middle of the match. Running to do a shit. It was in like the seventy eighth minute, I think. I mean, that's the more. That's I mean, I would do the same thing if I'm Eric Dyer. But on my way out into the dressing room, I'd probably tell Mourinho, wouldn't you? I wouldn't just run. Yeah. Well, I don't know what was going on. I'd be like, I'd literally just stop and be like, I have to take a shit, and I'd go do a poo and come back. Yeah. I mean, that was wild. How long I did thought. he? How long was he gone for? Uh, I'm not too Probably sure. Like I don't think minutes? it was very long. Right. I think he. he it's a little power was... play for Chelsea. Right. Or not Chelsea. Um, yeah. So, 
Uh, there's some really funny, like I said, memes out there. <laughs> so we'll have our intern, you know, send out some of those. <laughs> it's some good stuff. That's some classic Premier stuff, Premier League stuff that we don't see anymore. Players running in to do a shit. Right. You know? Yeah, I, of course. old school and, you know, like... Oh, of course, it's good stuff. So let's go to the transfer corner. Not... It's funny because the... The, the 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 deadline's coming up, but right. deals are not completely getting done. Um, so I will say, actually, you know what? Before we get to that, can I ask you one question I thought was really cool that came up and I forgot to ask it? Yeah. So I was listening to, you know, I listen to my other podcasts and stuff, and there's a debate on um, keepers and strikers. And one guy said keepers have been hugely underrated compared to strikers. Would you rather have the world's best goalkeeper or the world's best striker? And I want to know what the people think, too. This uh, came up on uh, Cundy and Goldstein, so on a talk sport. Me personally? Yeah. I would rather have a world-class goalie. Okay. The best goalie. But one that can stop shots, play with their feet, especially in today's game, is very valuable. Yeah, with the uh, with the way a modern keeper has to be, it's very difficult. Including if you're getting the top one, you're you're assuming he's going to make your back line a little bit better too. So he's affecting more than just the goalkeeping position, you know. Yep. So. All right. So uh, yeah, I just, it's 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 tougher to come by a, a really good goalie, in my opinion, than a really good striker. I don't know how you feel about well, that. Well, and Kepa's proving that because have had Kepa even been average, a lot of those goals that we've seen Chelsea ship may not have happened, and yeah. So I just was curious on what you'd pick. I'll you know let the people answer. We say? got. I, I agree with goalie. I agree with goalie on that one. Um, uh, before we go to transfer corner, I don't I don't know why I almost skipped an entire section of things. We got the polls to go over. Uh, so let's see how the polls went as it pertained to the best owner. Do you, do you didn't look at the polls yet? Did you have you seen the results? Mm-hmm. Who do you think won best owner? Um, it was resounding. Chelsea. 76% went with Wolves. Oh, yeah. 11% Chelsea, 10% City, 3% Liverpool. Uh, that's when Brian sent that Bromwich picture. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So Wolves taking the cake Yeah, it's there. a really good show. Yeah. Because uh, they're doing things the right way, too. Right, it's right. Wild. Yeah. yeah. Last week's uh, Player of the Week, Hingman's son, 67%. 21% went with Dominic Calvert-Lewin. That's because Sun scored four goals. Yeah, that was wild. 12% said Harry Kane, and 0% went with Sadio like Mane. That, I feel like that performance isn't talked about enough. I mean, I didn't Sun. even realize he scored four until yeah. I really had to, we did a recap. And now he's dead. So yeah. Rip. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, Mount Rushmore of apps sites to visit while doing a poo. Arian with 75% of the vote. I had 25%. Arian's winning four were Twitter, Spotify, YouTube, and Instagram. My email, the score, fantasy sports, and Facebook did not quite work out. Uh, but there was a bit of a nice uh, thing here that, that Jeff Paris added. Do you read this one? Yeah. He said uh, he uses the Toronto Star, Instagram, Facebook, and Skyping with Steve's mom <laughs> because watching her do the trick with the ping pong balls and the hamster helps me go poop. That that's that, that that made me laugh. That was bananas. That was bananas. So that was pretty good. Uh, 
So let's do our Mount Rushmore this week. So what we came up with... I wish I could see um, Jeff when he's, like, typing this stuff and the, the moment... Do you think hits, he did it while he was moment, doing his shit? The moment he hits send, like, just, like, him looking off, just, like, smiling. Proudly. <laughs> do, you think, do you think he wrote that one while he was pooing? Maybe. Maybe. So it's only appropriate to either vote or, or do a poo or, or write a comment while you're pooing for yeah. the poo poll. Poo bants. Poo bants, which I, I haven't seen this week. So... Yeah. Oh shit! This week's this week's topic is going to be the Mount Rushmore of Premier League captains. Now, the available people are those that have either been long-term captains, as deemed by Transfermarkt, or people that have appeared as captains this season. Okay. So the best captains out of all those, you get to choose. Do you want to go first, or do you want to? I'll let you go first. You let me go first. I I don't know if that's a good idea. I'm talking about current captains, right? Yeah, that's current okay. captains. I'm going Jordan Henderson. Okay. Okay. So now you're reasoning? up for two. Uh, my reasoning. I mean, he's he's <laughs> captain the Premier League champs. It was very clear and obvious, as you said, that when he was missing, they struggled. Um, they got by. I think you know this past match lately without, but. I think they struggle a lot with him. And I, I, I've always agreed. I thought he was a great captain. Now, the only reason I picked Gerard in that debate was, was different. But yeah, okay. of the current pool of, of captains, I think he's, he's been the best. And uh, he's served you guys for a long time. All right. He was that one player that was around. Yeah. There you go. Um, I will go with my first pick. Not even being biased. Jack Grealish. He was second on my list, so there you go. <laughs> uh, yep. Single-handedly keeping his team up, signing a long-term deal when he could easily just go off to another big team. Yep. Uh, big big goals, enough said. And Shit. this one's kind of debatable, but kind of along the same lines as Grealish. Is huh? it third on my list? Let's see. I don't know. Um, I'm going with this because he stayed with them, I think, longer than, the, than he should have, and it's second stint, Wolfried Zaha. Okay, he was fourth on my list. I yeah. think Zaha 100% should be there. I think the work he does for Palace is, is underlooked because of the club it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the reason why I picked Grealish and Zaha, both guys don't complain too much. Um, Grealish not at all, and have stayed at their clubs for a pretty long time, um, and have kept their teams up. Okay. Literally kept their teams up, saving millions, millions of dollars. Okay. No, I like that. I, these are these were my second and fourth guys. So I'm going to go with my third guy mm-hmm. who wasn't taken, and it might be questionable, but um, I think he learned from a really good captain. He's been around a long time, and finally this season the team is playing well, and I feel like he – you might not see it on the pitch with his voice, but I think he has a good voice behind the scenes. I've seen him talk. I saw him last week mouth a guy that got a red card against him. I'm going to go Seamus Coleman as my selection. Oh, okay. He's been around for a while, and I think he's uh, he's really good at organizing his team, and you're seeing it pay off this season. I think Everton have a lot of great players, but I think he's the glue in terms of leadership. Yeah. Because you see Allen, you see James, you see Decore. You want to talk about players been there a long time. Yeah, I mean, We talked about Leighton Baines. Yeah. I mean, he's been there maybe not as long as Leighton Baines, but damn near close to it. Right, and that's what I'm saying. He's learned, I think, how to be a captain from a yeah. great captain in Leighton Baines. The other one... Um, you know, I, you know, I have to pick him. Um, I'm gonna go with Aubameyang. Okay. Because I think without him, he's more of a performance captain to me than a than a you know mm-hmm. loud you know serious captain. I think he keeps him loose in training, but I think also without him, this team is 
was trash last year without him. They they would they would have been in really bad shape. And I think the fact that he re-signed uh, had better options, but wants to be a legend with the club and is 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 openly talking about things. Openly recently talking about a potential transfer for them to bring in. I think uh, I, I like him as my choice there. Okay. So um, you're up. You had Grealish and Zaha. And then my next one's going to be, um, again, when I pick these guys, I look at their performance. This guy's very consistent, mm-hmm. underrated in my opinion, in the world of, of, of soccer. Um, great guy on and off the field. I've seen it interviewed and everything. Um, I'm going to go with Casper Schmeichel. Okay. For Leicester, the goalie. Uh-huh. Uh, won the title with them, too. And then last last but not least, I'm going to go with uh, Connor Cody. Damn it. Yep, he was, um, he was the next one on my list. Yep. Yeah, been there, been there a minute. Former Liverpool player, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. All right, well, I'll round it out. And I was thinking between Connor Cody and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Um, I was deciding between those two, and I had to go with the homer pick. Mm-hmm. So for my last pick... Um, I'll go with a player that he 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 leads the team decently. He was he's been injured this season though. Um, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Dave. Dave, yep. Caesar Aspilicueta. I think he does a decent job. It's just unfortunate that this year he's he's been hurt. Uh, I think ever since that FA Cup final, he's been a little. But but to me, I mean that team has had different players that have acted as captains. But for some reason, something about him is an organization. I don't know if it's his tucked in jersey. Or what? But I'm gonna go with Dave. Dave. So yeah. yeah. All right. He's been there eleven years. And that's another one. Okay. So we're we're done with that. So your list is Grealish, Zaha, Schmeichel, Cody. My list is Henderson, Coleman, Abamyang, Aspilaqueta. Do you have any uh, um, honorable mentions. honorable mentions? Honestly, we chose everyone. That really? Was on my list. Yeah. I had one just in case. Um, and my one just in case. I know he's really young. But I feel like he's commanded their team real well. I'm going to go with Declan Rice. Yeah. And, and if you want to talk about future England captain, he could be one, too. Yeah, the, the thing about him, the reason why I don't want to pick him is because, you know, I think he's not too pushing young. for the move for Chelsea, but I think he's going to be gone really soon. But, yeah, I think he does a lot of work that, again, I think he covers Noble's ass more than we think. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll put that in, see what you guys – let us know your guys' Mount Rushmore again. This is – Players that have either captain this season or are long-term captains for that team. For instance, uh, Dave was one that hasn't captained yet this year. Wes Morgan would have been one that hasn't captained this year. Yeah. But I don't think anyone's picking him. Uh, <clears throat> so with that said, let's go to the transfer corner. Uh, real quickly, there weren't too much, too many things. Ruben Diaz goes from Benfica to Man City for $68 million. Philippe Krovinovic... Yeah, goes from Benfica to West Brom on loan. Benfica's all over the place. And Benfica loses a third guy just today. <laughs> Carlos Vinicius from Benfica to Spurs on loan. He's a forward with an option to buy of $36 million next season. That's a lot. So, yeah, he was a, he's a young striker, I think. Um, moving on, well, speaking of Benfica again, City were able to get Ruben Diaz by sending Nicolas Otamendi to Benfica for $13.7 million going the other way. So it's basically a Diaz... Or uh, Otamendi plus money for Diaz swap. Uh, Adamola Lookman is back in the Premier League. Who the fuck is that? You don't remember Adamola Lookman? He was that guy that was what did really you fast. Say? <laughs> he played for Leipzig, RB Leipzig. He's that really fast guy. He's going to Fulham on loan. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, Ross Barkley 
going from Chelsea to Aston Villa on loan. And finally, one that Americans will like across the board, and we we made fun of him his very first appearance, but he's he's done well. Serginho Dest from Ajax to Barcelona. 21 million could rise up to 26. So on this list, what stands out to you? Serginho Dest. I mean, mean, obviously that's huge for... I mean... Again, more and more we're seeing these guys making the step up in, in European play. Uh, that the obvious um, kind of caught me off guard too. Um, Ross Barkley to Villa. Yes, I think that's good for player and and Aston Villa. I think Barkley needs to get more playing time. You mentioned Euros coming up. He's trying to get in the England squad. It's gonna be very competitive. So um, he's gonna be working with Jack Grealish in the midfield. So it'll be interesting to see them. Work together. I think that I think they need some creativity. I think that'll be really cool. Yeah, because I think uh, he hasn't. And I, we didn't talk much about Villa, but a guy like Ollie Watkins hasn't scored this season. But if you watch them play, and maybe check it out next game, he does a really good job of drawing defenders out of space, and that's what's allowed Grealish. That's what allowed Grealish to get behind him to score in the last game. And I think him and Ross Barkley, her, he and Ross Barkley can score this season because of that. Is that Booker T? <laughs> It yeah. is. It is Booker T. Oh my God! For those that used to watch wrestling, is Booker, that T. Booker T. I looked I on the TV. Have a live reaction of you. I, I looked on the TV because yeah. Arian pointed, and I'm like, "This is Booker Imagine T." Imagine if you ESPN. saw Harry Potter in real life. Like if you just spotted him, you're like, "That's Harry Potter." That's how you just were with with, with Booker, Booker T. T on TV. Booker T is back. That's why I had to. Holy I had to stop shit! You He's on ESPN saying. at at one in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so okay. <laughs> with that said, uh, well, yeah, any other? I like your point with with. Um, uh, Barkley, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I want to see how he will play with Grealish, and I think Villa are going to be. They're a fun side this year. Yeah, they're fun. And go Emmy Martinez. All right, uh, <laughs> now let's let's uh, let's move on, and um, we're going to go to the next segment. Uh, we're going to go to well before we go to the announcement of the week, let's find out who won last week. The L.A. County Sheriff with fifty-seven percent. No, no, the uh, intro will come when we <laughs> announce it. Mate, I got it. Don't worry. Mate, this is episode 54, and I'm struggling. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, so, no, no, we do it when we do it. So the, the winner of last week was the L.A. County Sheriff for, um, well, their department did some really, really oh, yeah, bad Kobe. things. Yeah, Kobe and Gigi pictures. Uh, Ty Lawson gets 29% <laughs> for some, uh, for liking the booty. <laughs> Kieran Gibbs, 14% for his red card. And KF Shkendija. Zero percent for making their goals small in Europa League play. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more of a respect thing, honestly. Yeah. Well, and now let's try, you know, I feel like there were good nonces last week. This week it's a little lacking, but let's listen for this week's nonce of the week. You are a nonce, You're a nonce, mate. All right, we have, I think this one is one of my favorites, not in terms of what he did, but in terms of, like, this week. Uh, we're going to go with Rick Shantz. Have you ever heard of Rick Shantz? All right, no. Well, because he just came about last night. He's the Phoenix Rising FC coach. Okay, yeah. Um, for those that don't know, that that is in what league again? And USL. USL. Um, and the Phoenix Rising FC, they were actually against Landon Donovan's team, San Diego. And in the match, uh, San Diego has a, has a player that is gay, and he, there was a homophobic term, I guess, spewed at him he reacted he got sent off was it by another player yeah it was allegedly by a um phoenix rising player the san diego player got sent off for his reaction and then they were like well yeah but do you know what this guy did and landon donovan who's the coach of san diego was really pissed about it 
Last week, they had actually incurred racism, uh, racist remarks. I, I don't remember. I think it was from the crowd because they have a crowd in this. Yeah. So one on of their the players. West Coast? Yeah. So one of their players was racially abused last week. San Diego. Yes. So they decided that what they're going to do is if this happens again, they're going to act. And this game, this happens. They come out after the half, and there's a there is an exchange that w- when we tweet the nonce of the week, you'll see. You can click in and, and, and see it. And so there's an exchange at the start of halftime, uh, and um, basically the Phoenix coach, I'll read it here, Phoenix Rising FC coach Rick Chance uh, issued a statement Wednesday night after he was caught on video appearing to downplay the alleged use of a homophobic slur from one of his players. He basically said um, that it's a part of soccer (laughs) when Landon Donovan's like, your guy either gets kicked out of the game gets a red card, or you sub him off, or we don't play. And the guy was like, come on, it's part of the game. Well, Landon Donovan's team didn't play. So the coach, Rick Chance, is backtracking today. What are your thoughts on Rick Chance? <laughs> um, that's not something you should have said. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm going to come with the Fuego take. Yeah, that's something I could see you saying, though. All right. What do you mean <laughs> saying? You, I wouldn't call you someone would that. Be, no, no, you would be a Rick Chance. You would you would not sub your player off and you'd be like, come on, dude, let's just play this game. That's what you would say. <laughs> Look, obviously, like, you know, that shouldn't be said. But here's what I'm – here's what – look, if I'm being paid to professionally play in a soccer game, okay, I'm expecting to hear everything and anything from the fans to the players, whether it's right, whether it's wrong, Okay. There are people that intentionally foul. Sergio Ramos intentionally injured Salah. There was no outcry. That's wrong. You're injuring someone, right? I understand words hurt. Words and, you know, whatever. But I'm saying these are the things that it shouldn't be part of the job, but unfortunately it is. There's downfalls to every job. You got to have thick skin, dude. If someone were to call me, for example, if I was playing in a soccer game and someone were to call me a terrorist, I wouldn't make a big deal out of it because I understand there are people like that and it's not the right thing, but you got to be better than that and just respond by your play maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but these are things that that have been issues and they're trying to take out of the game. Right, because I mean, we're now in 2020. If someone so calls you a terrorist, would you freak out like this? I'd be upset. Say you're a player for Arsenal, and someone called and a Chelsea player called no, you a I, terrorist. No, I mean, I get what you're saying, but it's all it's all different stuff. I, I, How is I, that different? Again, I feel like that's something that isn't an issue anymore. It was in in 2001 when you know. People I'm gonna have call, to. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna have to highly just. Um, people still call people that. On the pitch? Oh, what, that's not Islamophobia? Are you saying Islamophobia? Is no, it? I'm saying it is, but I'm just saying it's... At, my point is... Any, that doesn't make it any more better than... So we're than in 2020. Someone I, I get it. We're in 2020. Term. My point is you don't say any of it. 2020 is soft. That's well, I'm my just point. Saying, well, I'm saying that's what it is. That's what the climate is right now. That's what it Fuck is. You can't climate. say that. I understand you can't say Back it. Back then... But yeah, people said that stuff is what I'm saying. They said that, but now you just can't do that. Nothing is going to stop it. You you are the bigger person by by not by responding by your play 
And by that, that's just how but you're they're trying to be. The, they're trying to be the bigger people by saying, you know what, you want to do this? By crying about it and no. saying that it really no. got to us? No, but by acting because previously doing that isn't working. So what they're saying is, well, you want to do that? The game won't happen. You aren't playing the rest of the game either. That is what it is. Nothing gets solved by that. Well, that's that's your opinion. I'm not saying no, it gets no, solved. No, no, no get I know, solved. I know. But that that's I know this is gonna come off of the super. Hot t- Look, I'm saying if if this has been said to me, then I would have responded and by my play or just not said anything or, or maybe said something back to him. But I wouldn't well, have. But say that that's I, what I, happened. I don't. I and don't. You got sent it. off. That's what happened that's, in this case. Dude, this guy as got sent bad off. as it sounds, that's my fault for for fucking saying it like that in front of the ref. Like that's right, that's gamesman. I mean, that's my take. All right, uh, I wouldn't have said it though in front of the camera to. I know that's bad, but like because of the climate, man. Well, I don't think he knew there was a camera on him this lap. Well, I mean, the the guy, no. the player that said the thing, that wasn't on tape. Well, do you disagree? But the do coach you, was. Do you, Rick dis- do you disagree with Rick Shantz when he said, oh, come on, Landon, like, that that happens? Do you disagree with that statement? I know it does, but I think that based off what Landon was saying, he probably should have listened a little better. Just been like, well, shit, you know, like, let's, you know, talk. Because before the game, they had talked about it, the teams, about the issues that had been occurring. And the teams actually agreed to, in the 70-whatever minute, I don't remember what it was because that's when the guy got abused last week, to do something where they, like, hold arms or some shit. Like, I'm telling you, they had planned that. I'm just All saying right. they knew of the issues. All right. I, I'm not taking a side. I'm just telling you what no, happened. No, look, I don't get me wrong. In my opinion, there's no, there's no spot in that for, the, for any sport, not just soccer. But along with intentionally hurting someone, intentionally throwing at a batter when you're pitching, there's no spot in it, but it happens. You got to deal with it and move on. Canceling the whole game just says it got to you. That's my opinion on it. That's all. That's that's what I'm going to say about it. Now, is he announced of the week candidate? 100%. But my point is, if you throw at a batter in a baseball game, you get suspended sometimes. Like sometimes. If you, uh, if, if you did it on purpose, right? So if you're doing this on purpose, that's what Landon was saying. This guy should have been suspended, at least. He should have been sent off. Okay, but you don't stop the whole fucking game for it. Do they stop the whole... Do they cancel the whole game because someone got hit by a pitch? No, they no. throw... But, but that's because the guy got thrown out, so justice was handled. Where in this case, Landon thought, why didn't that guy get... Or he goes, if you don't no throw him out... Because no one heard it. If, if we're playing but the that's second, my point. Like, yo, this he guy went, just called me a twat. My point is... Though, okay, but, but he didn't get sent off. My point is, Landon <laughs> asked the coach... Well, based on this, can you at least sub the guy? He was like, no, fuck that shit. So Rick Chance was having well, none fu- of it. Well, fuck, man. If it's my job and this guy's my best player, I'm not subbing right, him out either. Want, yeah, so I'm being real with you. Eric, I'm saying land and deal with it, you fucker. All right. <laughs> Everyone else. Look, <laughs> I'm getting this dub. Let us know. What, okay. Okay. It's clearly late, Frank. <laughs> let us know what you guys pass your bedtime. Uh, let us know what you my guys bedtime. think on the footy corner, too. Eric Dyer is now on the list here for doing the poo mid-game that we discussed. Uh, we also talked a little about Neil Mape for doing the cry thing yeah. earlier in the match and then crying literally at the end when he caused a penalty. Yeah. And we had trouble. Like, this week, people were pretty tame. There weren't too many nonces until until Rick Shantz last night. Rick Shantz, yeah. Although well, today... Neil Mape's thing was pretty Nazi because it ended up biting him in the ass. Yeah, but that's, that's the shithousery, right? Uh, and then, finally... This is a personal one because we couldn't find another one. We got to go with Rick Renteria, White Sox manager. He's blown the season. 
Yeah. He just gone off. They could have won the division last week. He made some bad decisions. Today he made a slew of bad decisions. Hot seat Rick Renteria. I agree. All right, Hot. so who are you picking out of, out of these four? Out of these four? Going with Rick Renteria? Going with Rick Renteria. <laughs> are you really going to pick Rick Renteria? For real, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the White Sox could have um, could have won this series and been in the next round. So. It's a Rick party. It's either Rick Renteria or Rick Shantz in my book. Yep. Uh, Neil Mape, everyone has to shit. Uh, or, I mean, Eric Dyer, yeah. everyone has to shit. Neil Mape, you know how I feel about him. Fuck him. So, we'll see. You pick Neil? No, I'm going to pick uh, Rick, one of the Ricks. I'll go with Rick. Uh, since you said Renteria, I'll take Rick Shantz. Okay. Although, no, you know what? I'm changing it to Rick Renteria. He affected me in bad ways today. So, I'm going to go with Rick Renteria. Yep. All right, two for him. Uh, let's go now to the fantasy corner. Top scores last oh, week. Oh, man, the hate comments are going to be real for me this week, aren't they? Vardy had 17, <laughs> Bowen 15, Horahan 14, and Callum Robinson 13. Not your typical top scores. Top incomings, Calvert-Lewin, uh, Castagne of Leicester, Bamford, James, and Zaha. Outgoings, Son Werner. Son because he's injured. Werner, Martial, Mitrovic, and Aubameyang. Uh... Do you have any any comments for people to pick up? Any suggestions? Oh, I think any of the Everton guys are good options. They seem to be scoring at well, and they're all playing a lot. So I was going to say, moving to the forward line, because that's what I'm going to cover this week, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh-huh. Would you take him over Richarlison? Richarlison's about $8 million. Calvert-Lewin's like 7.2. I could see why that's the case, because assuming Richarlison takes the pens. He took one. Well, I mean, that's the only one they've had, right? I think so. So, I mean, that's why I go with Richarlison over Calvert-Lewin. That's what I have, but and I'm facing a dilemma. And I think he passes it more than Calvert-Lewin. I think Calvert-Lewin's more of just the poacher. Uh-huh. Richarlison's more of, like, the all-round. How play. do you feel about Bamford? It's risky, but I can't see anyone else really consistently scoring goals on that team. I think they rely on him a decent amount. I mean, the only way he's going to get chipped away is if he starts in a slump and Rodrigo pops off. But I think so far you save. Maybe they'll get Rodrigo to play with him. Yeah, he's a pretty cheap option right now on fantasy. So it's look, risky look that though. way. Yeah, it's risky. I agree. A really good backup. But Timo Werner's been a high price and he hasn't paid off. What would you say to the owners that have Timo Werner? Should they hold on to him and and you know because his value's How going down? It started at nine point five, but he's losing money he's and 9. he's 5. becoming. He, he's getting cheaper now because he hasn't scored. But Warner. again, people that. That lose it, you know, they'll might chip him out. You never know. Maybe he'll just score, you know, a bunch next week. Yeah. Will he eventually know. get his Premier League goal? I think he will. I don't think he's worth nine point five mil though. All right. Or whatever. But 9.5. let's say someone got him early in the season. Should they keep him? Yeah. It See, depends. it all depends who else they got on their team. But right, right, know, that's tough. All right. So with that said, uh, that so see this week instead of just. Naming players with prices, I think we brought up some good topics on certain players out there. It was the forward edition this week. We'll go back to the defenders next week. Um, so And goalies, defenders yeah. and goalies next week. Any other forwards you want to toss out there? Nope. Okay. Uh, quick note, we didn't share last week the EPL draft that we had in the panel the very first week. Yeah. Uh, the standings are up so far after three weeks. It is basically like the Premier League was last year with a top two and a gap. It's a top three and a gap. I'm leading the way with 23 points so far this season from my teams, um, which are Liverpool, Leicester, both doing great. Yeah. Then I got Newcastle and then West Brom doing shite. Uh, 
you and Brian each have 22 points. Everton is your star team. Yes. Uh, Brian is, on the other end, a little more like a rounded team, I, I, I guess to say. Palace with a surprising six from Arsenal have six for him, so he's got some some points here and there. You have Everton and Leeds leading the way for you. Then it's a big gap. 20, it was 23, 22, 22, and then Steve with nine, and Jeff has six from his teams. Oh, wow. So uh, they're struggling a bit. Again, there's nothing you can do there, so that is what it is. We await that. And finally, let's go to the gambling corner. Yep. All right, so this week in the gambling corner, um, it was an interesting go. Uh, you <laughs> didn't have a good week. You made one bet last week, and you lost all 952 on Wolves. <laughs> well, I mean, that was a bit of a shock. Yeah. Actually, everyone that bet Wolves this week lost. So you lost 952 for the week. Mm-hmm. In my three bets, I lost four on Wolves, but recovered money back by getting Everton right for 448 gain and another 310 on Villa. So I actually won 358 on the week. Steve... Three for three, he had Everton, Villa, and Manchester United money lines. Didn't parlay them, but he ended up winning 10.84 on the week. So what is that for the standings overall? I lead the way with 15.59, positive. Steve is in second with 14.29, and Arjen, you're in last with minus 127. But, you know, a lot of weeks left. We saw what happened last year when you came out of the depths. Uh Anyone else want to get in on this? It's just three of us. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Brian, you used to be so involved in the uh, betting gambling corner. So um, let's see. Jeff, what's, it's not real money. You got to do it. And uh, Nikhil, uh, he, he didn't do it before, did he? No. Tesla won't fire you, mate. Don't worry. It's fake money. All right. Um, anything else with, with that stuff? No. Uh, okay. This week, who do you have? All right. Yeah, I'll let you go first. Mine's bananas. All right. Uh, my pick, I just have one. I didn't like what was going on this week. Not a lot of action for me. I'm just going to go with a parlay. Just five bucks. I'm not even going to risk all ten this week. Okay. Five bucks. I got Arsenal minus 182 over Sheffield. Parlayed with Leicester minus 155 over West Ham. Both at home. If you parlay them, it's plus 156. So I'm putting $5 down to win 779 that's okay. my only one. That's so I have it. a parlay with four things. Four team parlay. Okay, who do you got? Not team. Yeah, kind of. So I have Wolves over Fulham at minus 200. Okay. Wolves are at home. Uh-huh. Everton over Brighton at minus 134. Okay. And then in the Leeds City game, I found over two and a half goals is minus 286. Minus 286. Yeah. I'll easily take that. Okay. Over two, three goals to score in that game? Okay. Bro, no, 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 okay. it's going to be bananas. Uh-huh. Um, Leicester, West Ham, over two and a half goals <laughs> at minus 155. You and your two and a half goals. This all accumulates to a plus 485. Oh, God. Okay. Betting 10 bucks. You're going to put 10 on yes, it? Yes. It's going to happen. What? Why would you bet 10 bucks on I'm this? making this bet in real life. For forty eight fifty. For forty eight forty seven. Yep. What ten okay. okay. Why are you shocked? It's gonna happen. Which bet do you think is not gonna happen there? Uh, I have Everton drawing. Against Brighton? And, well, if I were to pick one that I'm most worried about, it would be Leicester West Ham over two and a half. 
That's, that's the one I'm most worried about for you. And then it would be Everton second. And then not really worried about the other two. We'll see, man. All right. So anything else before we 5,000 out of here? Um, also, shout out to all of our NFL teams. Bears, 3-0. and yes. Packers for Steve, 3-0. and Brian's Steelers, 3-0. and And even Jeff Paris's Ravens, tough loss to the champions, 2-1. and 2-1. and Wow. And who does Nikhil like? Did huh. he did he tell us? Nikhil, who's your team? Yeah, we gotta know who Nikhil's NFL team is. Oh shoot! Couple things I want to mention real quick. Transfer corner ITK news. I didn't say anything about that. Yeah. Well, I mean the the deadline's on Monday, so guys, uh, let's do this. We'll just shout our ITK stuff out this week on the account. So please follow. Check it out. I want to see you comment on some things. Um, I'll take over the, the or you and I can take over the ITK stuff instead of our intern. What was the news of Delhi? Oh yeah, Delhi Ali. Um, apparently PSG is trying to get him on loan. That's wild. That's that's what I wanted to share. He had a falling out with Mourinho, so they're desperately trying to give him on loan. Another one is that a deal could be finalized, possibly. Possibly this one's low chance, but it was mentioned Moise Keane could be going back to Juventus. So uh that could be a loan, an expensive loan with an obligation to buy. Uh, look, look out for that. Look out for um, Arsenal. We'll definitely buy someone. They're looking at Hussam Awar of Lyon. I think they have a good chance in, in, in getting him or Party. I don't think they'll get both. I think they'll get one. Uh, and what else? Uh, Man, Man United is linked with uh, Usman Dembele. What do you think about that one? Um... I think he needs to come to the prem. I think he's being neglected on that bench at Barcelona. So that's a possibility. That's one to keep an eye on. Uh, City have said their business is done, from what I've read. Um, Liverpool, just a couple outgoings is what I'm reading there. Chelsea, look out for Rudiger to be loaned out. Uh, And uh, I think that's all I got for now. So just keep your eye. Ruben Loftus-Cheek might be on his way out as well. Um, And then a bunch of guys leaving Arsenal. Ganduzi, potentially on loan. Their whole back line, Mustafi, Syed, uh, Socrates, they might all be gone. So keep an eye out on the account. We'll be active. A lot of ITK stuff happening, especially this weekend. Milwaukee Brewers, thanks for coming out. 5,000 motherfuckers. Uh, with that said, uh, let's take it to Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening, good evening, good evening.